Welcome back to Six Pennies Podcast. It is the best time of year. NBA free agency is upon us, so we have all six pennies here. Mock and Albie, are you guys ex- as excited as I am? Yeah, I don't think anyone can be excited as you are, but we're wow, up there. Yeah. Wow, Mock does not sound excited. Well, that's okay. <laughs> it's uh, We're recording this on Monday evening, about 10 p.m. Central Time. Uh, re- probably releasing this a little bit later, but um, you'll get some of our instant reactions to some of the biggest NBA free agency news out there. We wanted to wait till some of those deals started rolling in. There's, there's been a lot to digest and to eat up. Um, speaking of eating, though, I could probably go for some food right now. Are you guys interested in some Tasty Tales? Free Tasty Tales? You can't beat that. Tasty Tales in Richardson, Texas, one of our presenting sponsors. They are also sponsoring our giveaway right now. We have $100 of a gift card to Tasty Tales, like Albie mentioned, which you can win if you enter on our Instagram site. Actually, you don't really have to enter. All you have to do is check out our Instagram page, Six Pennies Podcast. Uh, follow us and check out the post that talks about the sweepstakes that is going to be um, completed on July 4th. Happy Independence Day. All you have to do is tag somebody in the comments, and each of those tags is actually going to count as your entry into the sweepstakes. So tag away, tell people about Tasty Tales in Richardson, Texas, and you get a chance to win $100 uh, to dine in there, so eat some delicious seafood. Um, fresh from the Gulf, I think they still got some specials on crawfish right now. And um, besides that, even if you don't win $100, you can still check out Tasty Tales anytime in Richardson. And if you mention Six Pennies Podcast, you get a 15% discount. Um, I don't know, just whisper it when you walk right in. I, I'm not sure exactly how it works. I think they all know about the promotion, but 15% off when you dine in at Tasty Tales. And thank you once again for sponsoring the best podcast of the year. All right, guys, um, we are, wh- when did free agency start um, officially? Was that Sunday evening, 6 p.m.? Sunday, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Okay, so as of right now, we're we're 29 hours in. But I uh, mean, tampering 101, it definitely started way earlier than that. Yeah, I mean, free agency has been going on at least three weeks or so. I mean, ever since some of the guys started declining their options because clearly they knew that they had other, other possibilities out there. I don't know how they could have known. Um, but there's been quite a few deals. I, I think almost half of the league I read was actually a free agent this year. Um, I don't know how that's possible. It's like over 200 players are not signed as of the start of free agency. But there are clearly, you know, some that matter more than others. And we're going to talk about the ones that do matter. Um, I'm going to start with Mock. And I'm just going to let you give me one of your biggest free agency pickups and tell me why. Oh, man. I wish you told me about this earlier. Nope. Uh, On the spot. On the spot, I'm going to say Al Horford. and Al Horford to the Philadelphia 76ers. Yeah, uh, that Crazy. that was one of the ones that came out of nowhere, uh, a true Woj bomb, if you will. And it gives them a real formidable starting five. Uh, I don't know how they're going to round out the rest of their roster, but one through five looks legit. Uh, they, need, they need time to gel. This team would probably be the outright favorite to win it all if this were like... 1995 uh but they're really big in a small man's league now so we'll see how it works out but on paper it looks amazing why were you surprised were you surprised because you hadn't heard it before were you surprised at the number that Horford got four years for 97 million or, or what were you surprised about i think everything i think uh the contract stood out first first and foremost i expected him to get much more uh, at least 30 a year oh okay and also just i did not I didn't think he was on 
the Philly radar, or maybe I, I just missed something. I, I don't know. I was expecting uh, a lot of other teams to vie for services. Wait, you expected Al Horford to get more than $30 million annually? I thought he'd get about 30 yeah. Jeez, dude. So Horford declined a 30-ish million um, player option. That was his one year remaining. So I think I was expecting him to, to want four years for sure and probably somewhere in the 20 to 25 million a year. So actually, that's, that's kind of where he ended up. Um, his, his deal is four years, 97, but I heard 12 million of it is tied to winning the championship, which is yeah. a, a very, very big bonus. I don't know how they can really, um, <laughs> I don't know how they can, you know, seriously call this 97. It's four years, 85, if that's the case. I mean, yes, they might be one of the favorites right now, but it's, that's a pretty big bonus tied to it. I, no, I did. It's the I other way, dude. Oh, 97 the base. It's 12 oh, on top base? of that. Yeah. 12 on top of that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's four years, 109. Well, okay. Well, then it's pretty close kind of in between right where Mock and I were, were saying. But I did read a couple things about him. I, I, you know, obviously we all follow NBA Twitter like crazy. And I, I had seen a lot of stuff over the past couple of weeks about where Horford might be going. We saw New Orleans. We saw Dallas. Uh, and I, I just kept seeing people saying like there was going to be a mystery suit or somebody that was just going to pop up and, and take Sacramento. him. Sacramento. Yeah. Sacramento. Yeah. They kept saying that, but then I actually saw multiple folks mention the Sixers. So I, well, I wasn't super surprised. I was just kind of surprised that, that ended up being the answer. It wasn't like a – I thought it was going to be a true shocker. Like I thought, um, I don't know, the Rockets were going to somehow swoop in and take him or, or somebody who just wasn't listed at all. But um, I think that's why I was shocked. And then just – I feel like nobody cares in this case that he's joining the competition, which always seems to be a sticking point for a lot of fans. But I thought Philly and, and Boston were rivals. They are a rival, and they've been a rival since the 70s. And so this – I'm sure – I mean, we're in Texas now, but I bet people in Boston are not too happy about this. Oh, okay. All right. Um, Albie, what do you think about that deal? And Well, I guess we can go Sixers in general, right? Because – they lost Jimmy, but they, they got Josh Richardson from it. Yeah, Mock and I were actually talking a little bit about their team before you jumped on Timmy, but I'm actually very impressed with the Josh Richardson move. I'm high on him, especially defensively. He's still young, he's athletic and lanky, and he's not going to need like plays specifically called out for him. I think they're going to need him to, just out of necessity, um, but... I mean, Josh Richardson is a nice piece. And on that team, he's basically like the number five option. He's coming from the number one option to the number five option. And I mean, that's like a huge upgrade for any team. Um, at the end of the day, though, it's still it's still on Brett Brown. I don't know if he can really, you know, bring his team to the over the hump because I felt like he had the best starting lot starting five in the East this previous year as well. And they lost in the second round. So um, at the end of the day, it's going to be up to the coach and whether Ben Simmons can find a jump shot. They also re-signed Tobias Harris five years, $180 million. Really ridiculous number. Um, and then they lost J.J. Redick, which I think people are kind of skimming over. They're saying, oh, they got Josh Richardson. He's a pretty good, like, average, slightly above average shooter. But J.J. Redick is, like, the only guy who could space the floor at all. And I feel like they really need somebody else to replace that. And uh, that that might be a problem for them. I, I know they're huge. I know that they are talented across the board. And Horford can also stretch the floor a bit. But 
um, it, it seems like that's a, a pretty big need in terms of the scrap heap guys they're going to have to pick up later. It's crazy how all in Elton Brand is, right? Yeah. It's because this is a do or die. Like if they, in my opinion, if they don't win it in 2020, he's going to get fired because wow. they have no, they have no future assets. They have no picks. Um, I think, you know, mortgaging their future for, I don't know, 30 games of Jimmy Butler ended up being okay because of Josh Richardson move, but it could have been bad really fast there. I don't think he would lose his job. I mean, he's, he has these guys signed for several years. I would think that they would give him at least another shot, but I do agree if it, if it all goes to bust somehow, or it's not even close to what we're talking about now, then, then I guess he could be in danger. So let it be known as of July 1st, 10 PM. I no longer hate Kevin Durant. What? <laughs> no longer hate him. He joined a team obviously with Kyrie and Deandre and an up and coming team in Brooklyn. But it's not like a guaranteed finals appearance like um, like when he left OKC. So props to him. He is going to be 32 when he comes back from his major Achilles injury. So there is a question mark there. But that was a big surprise. Uh, Brooklyn, I think Kyrie is just an expert negotiator then. How do you feel about how how do you feel about DeAndre Jordan four years for forty million? I don't think that's a blip on my radar. <laughs> um, I mean it's I mean props to KD and Kyrie for each taking five million off of their salary to give it to DeAndre, but man, I don't know like what what do you guys think like isn't KD Steph a better pairing than KD Kyrie? Well, yeah, of course, yeah. Isn't Katie Kyrie a little more similar to Katie Russell? Yes. From no, about, not, as, not even as I mean, good. It's, it's a little similar, but I mean, Kate, I mean, Kyrie is, is a much better shooter than Russ. Like sty- stylistically, though, it's going to be like one-on-one. Yeah, take possession, yeah. But I mean, I think it goes to show that these superstars, and I'm talking about the, the three, so LeBron, Kawhi, and KD, those three are my superstars. I think it's it's always been more than about basketball for them, especially after they win. And so this move, to me, in my opinion, is more of uh, of life after basketball and just building a brand in New York City. And I think it's KD and his agent Rich doing you know off the court stuff. That's my yeah. opinion. Uh, obviously, they want to win and stuff like that, but I think they're just thinking bigger now. Going back to the fit, I mean, if, if Kyrie works with, with LeBron, um, I don't see why it couldn't work with, with KD. I mean, the, the difference, I think, is that because they're both so good at shooting, then I, I think they're harder to guard. Like, there's more possibility of, of pick and rolls between the two and pick and pops versus, like, the taking turns, you, you go, then, then I go. I mean, KD's a much different player than he was, you know, four years ago when he played with Russ, too. Yeah, Maybe the difference point. is KD and Kyrie both learned their lessons. Like Kyrie left LeBron because he wanted to be the guy, realized it's really hard to be the guy. And now he's teaming up with arguably the best guy in the league, right? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) And now Katie, but I don't know. I take issue with you kind of letting Katie off off the hook like this. I no longer hate him. Let it be known. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of shocked by this. Um, My my biggest takeaway, though, is. uh, is DeAndre still? I think I props to DeAndre, man. You said props to Katie and Kyrie for giving some money. Props to DeAndre for becoming friends with the best players in the world and, and getting paid. Like he is, <laughs> he is the you know the rich man's um, James Jones and 
who are the other guys? J- uh, Jared Jack. All, all these guys that are just buddies with the best players. Is Jared Jack? I don't know. Whoever it is that, that just keeps getting contracts with uh, with guys just because they're friends. Who's Chris Paul's friend? Uh, Bobby Brown? Bobby Brown. Downtown yeah. Bobby Brown. Yeah, so DeAndre I, is just the, the best version of that. I think it started all the way in College Station when he was playing at AM because he, I don't know, oh, maybe like, like he just. Yeah. He just threw like the best parties or something or whatever. But before <laughs> every game, he was the only player that dap up like the opposing the opponents. <laughs> he did that all throughout AM. He did that all throughout the Clippers. Like he was like the go-to guy. Hey, man, of, like, it's all it's all about networking. Yeah, and he's he's killed it. And like ever since then, you know, like when a team picks him up, whether it's the Mavericks or the Knicks or whoever, they always attach DeAndre with recruiter right and so he's i mean props to him like i don't know if it was his solely on him or Kyrie, but i think it's definitely a combination of that combination of new york and um i mean props to brooklyn they turned around that crazy trade that they made with paul pierce and kg and joe johnson and signing darren williams having no future and and flopping in the playoffs to what they have now and it's uh Really good situation. Again, it it is a big question mark with KD, but we all expect him to come back close to 100%. It only took him like three seasons, too. That's the most amazing part. Uh, okay, let's go to the next big move. we got to keep it moving here. Uh, we've gone, we've done Brooklyn. We've done Philly. I'm going to go to, we're going to stay in the East because the East is the powerhouse. And let's go to Milwaukee. Um, Milwaukee re-signed a couple of their guys. They re-signed um brooke lopez and chris middleton at pretty large numbers middleton five years 178 brooke lopez four years how much you get 52 million they did not keep uh mike uh malcolm brogdon though they lost him but they replaced him with replaced him with west matthews and then they picked up the other lopez brother robin lopez which is just truly amazing how do you guys (laughs) feel about milwaukee now after their moves oh and they also kept george hill they actually paid for George Hill. I don't know what the exact number was, but he had, he got a pretty good ch- contract. And then Wes Matthews hooked him up with a veteran minimum. Are you serious? Yep. Like yeah, he he played at Marquette, no, man. Still, man, you're giving up like at least eight to ten million a year. And the, nah, the, he vet, the vet men is the vet men is not what it used to be. I, I'm like amazed by the people that are, that are taking vet men's right now. It's yeah. true. I mean, well, it, it's the crazy thing with so many players as free agents, though, is that the ones that get paid first are going to get the best deals. And then there's always the guys later who are, you know, kind of the second tier who end up going to, to teams that just ran out of space. And it's like it's, it's when you have the fantasy auctions in, in fantasy basketball <laughs> yeah. or football, right? Like the, the top guys go for so much and all of a sudden you get to like the seventh round. And you're like, how come this guy's only going for a dollar? And that's that's Wes Matthews here. Poor guy. So, so I agree with that premise, but I don't agree that that's Wes Matthews. I think he definitely gave up, like, at least – I think he's getting paid a third of what he's worth. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he, he should probably get 6 to $10 million, like you're talking about. But uh, Mock yeah. is right. Like, losing Malcolm Brogdon is huge. He People don't know this, but he is a 50-40-90 guy himself. He yep. stretches the floor. Giannis still cannot shoot. Um and Wes Matthews cannot shoot. Trust me, I watched that guy for three years. So <laughs> he can't shoot, but he will shoot. He will shoot. That is true. He loves going like the two for twelves, three for fifteen stat lines. Um, 
I think they took a step back, to be honest. I think it's I think it's Philly's conference to lose. Yeah. Milwaukee definitely missed their window. Uh, I mean, it's not what? closed. It's not closed, but their best chance was this past year. Wow. Like, I think Indy can compete with Milwaukee. Yeah. Indy's looking good, but I don't, I don't think their window's closed at all. I mean, I think it's wide open in the East and in the West, by the way. But uh, I, I, while I would say Philly probably is the favorite, like, we have no idea what will happen later in the year. Um, I think Milwaukee still has a great lineup and guys that fit pretty well next to next to Giannis. So I, I think they're still way up there. It's not close. It's just not as open as it was last year in my yeah. mind. Because right. the East, everyone's getting better. Depot's coming back. That's true. Speaking of getting better, um, our podcast is also sponsored by Avignon Realty, who is here to help you get better at being a real estate agent. Um, Avignon Realty is uh, a company that provides um, quite a bit of coaching and, and performance training infrastructure you need to be a successful real estate agent in Texas, whether you live in Austin or Houston or Dallas. They give a 100% commission plan, uh, and then they um, have very experienced brokers that can help you out. They also have a revamped website where you can check out and um, just have a lot of coaching tools on the website. You can find them at avignonrealty.com. That's A-V-I-G-N-O-N realty.com. You can also call our friend Van Din. Uh, he's the owner there. His phone number is 469-951-3585. If you mention Six Pennies Podcast, you'll also get the first month's brokerage fee waived, which is about $300 value. That's pretty good. Uh, so once again, check out their website, avignonrealty.com, or give Van a call at 469-951-3585, and uh, they'll help you be a successful agent. It's Dame time. Let's talk about Portland. Oh, we're not even okay. We're we're talking about all their moves because they don't have a lot of free agent signings, but they got some trades, huh? Yeah, uh, they re-signed. Well, they extended for Supermax for Dame, so yeah, it's gonna be no rolling brainer. the dough. Yeah, uh, they added. So they lost out on uh, who they traded away, Aminu and Harkless and. Uh, that white center. Myers Leonard. I mean, they, they lost a meaning. That white Hark- center. <laughs> but Hark- yeah. Harkless and Myers Leonard were on, were on contract and they, they traded them. Yeah. Uh, they added Bazemore. Yes. Resigned Hood. And they just got Whiteside, which was the big trade from today. It's a lot of stuff, man. Yeah. So they, they lost, they lost uh, Evan Turner, too. And yeah. the reason why I bring that up they is traded. The um, what's it called on Twitter today? Evan Turner was like the five. If he took the four, basically the five that left versus the five that comes in or is in now, he said the five that left definitely can beat them easily. So it was like a <laughs> it was like a big Twitter Twitter war between the new players and the old players. And then That's CJ silly. CJ McCollum just did the uh, the laughing emoji. <laughs> I think Evan Turner is uh, is is one of those. DeAndre guys. I think everybody loves him on their team, even though he doesn't do that much on the court. Uh, but I mean, they picked up Bazemore, who I think is also one of those positive locker room guys. So basically they swapped out Turner, Harkless, Aminu. They got, uh, they're going to replace them in the lineup with, I think, Bazemore Hood, I think is going to be the, the rotation there. And then instead of Myers Leonard, now they have Whiteside, who's going to be filling in until Nurkic gets back from in- injury. And he's obviously a huge upgrade over, 
the random white guy center, Myers Leonard. <laughs> but didn't Myers Leonard have like a career game in the yeah he had a round of the playoffs he, like, game yeah. against the Warriors? Oh, against he, the Warriors. Like, yeah, against six like, threes, six threes in the first half. That was the Jordan down. game. That was game four when they're down three zero, I think. He had the yeah. Jordan game, man. He kept them in it. <laughs> hey, but he he dunked on Draymond, which was awesome. That's all that matters. It's not a random white guy anymore. Um, Portland, are they the favorites wait, in the wait, West? Wait, let's, let's, let's not get away from Myers Leonard. Do, oh. you, do you guys know his wife? Yeah, she's incredible. She shoots Ooh. she shoots jumpers with both hands and makes them all, all over the place. Austin Rivers? So one day Myers Leonard gets back from a game or practice or something like that. He gets back home. And he sees he actually like saw his wife practicing shooting basketball. He had no idea, but he started recording her and he, she was making threes like dominant hand threes, like five in a row and then non-dominant hand threes, five in a row. And everyone was like, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> Did she play wait, ball? Wait, wait, wait. Oh, she was like a college basketball player. Oh, he didn't. Okay. I, I didn't realize that he didn't know about this. I thought that he, that she recorded and that. He just released the videos. No, he didn't know. Well, the other thing she does is she holds one ball in each hand and oh. shoots them at the same time. Oh, and, wow. And makes them both from like all <laughs> parts of the court, like like five straight times, too, on his Instagram <laughs> videos. Man. She's incredible. Yeah, she is definitely the better Leonard. <laughs> yeah. She's definitely the, yeah, that's true. Wow. Best, best shooter. And uh, uh, well, what team did he go to now? He's on the Heat. Yeah, he is on the heat. Okay. Yeah, well, now now she's the best shooter in in the Miami franchise. So, Mock, um, you're excited about this move. Is Portland now the the leader of the pack in the West? I mean, they made it to the conference finals this year. Mm, uh, I won't go that far. Uh, I I'm excited this year because the NBA is is wide open, like you say. But going back to the KD thing, like you can't you can't praise him for unruining the NBA. <laughs> when he's the one who ruined it in the first place you know like you can't that just doesn't make sense you, you don't you don't praise someone someone for something they're supposed to do you know he, he let us know where the infinity stones are man <laughs> no I'll, I'll never forgive him for these past three seasons Jeez. joining a 73 win team uh, I've, I've forgiven and forgotten katie you are back <laughs> uh in 2021 yes uh but portland Portland is in the discussion. I mean, I'll give them top four spot. Top four? Well, I guess in the, in the West, yeah. Big, big caveat, we have no idea where Kawhi is going. Right. We assume it's the Lakers, Clippers, or Raptors, but obviously that might shift the balance of power. But as of right now, um, top four, really. I mean, can you? who are the three that you would say are, are in that conversation with them? I know you're going to say the Rockets. Uh, I'll say as of right now, I would say Rockets, uh, Nuggets are probably still four. Oh, and man, who else is there? Give me the I Jazz, guess, man. Uh, yeah, I guess I guess Utah can be top four too. I guess right as of right now, before yeah. you know the Lakers fill out the roster. Sure, Albie, how do you feel about Portland? Do you guys feel um, Maury genuinely wanted to change the team up before all the Warrior injuries? Maury? Yeah. Rockets? We're talking Rockets now. I'm just asking. I'm just asking. Uh, did he say that? He said like everyone was expendable. Remember, like he wanted to trade Capella, Eric Gordon, Chris. Yeah, Paul. yeah. No, but okay. did he say that before the Warriors got injured? 
Definitely before the Warrior injuries. Oh, wow. I mean, obviously, the smart move was to stand pat because of the injuries, and now they have another year of cohesion, and hopefully their locker room is going to get better. But <laughs> Is it uh, cohesion when he tries to trade all the players and then some of them already don't like each other? It's not going to magically get it's better. It's all about right? narrative, right? The narrative now I, is like, oh, they're sticking together because it's wide open. I agree that that is the smart move, like you said, uh, but Rockets fans are emotional right now, man. They they just want some act. They want they want a flurry of moves. They yeah, want we're to too, it's, we're too used to the action. It's yeah. uh, it's hard to sit this one out. I, I don't know. I, I I believe him when he said he was you know everybody's up for discussion because I think everything everybody always is. I just think it's a lot more public this year, and um, I don't think that's a good thing for all the players. Like if they all end up staying, then you know, nobody loves being floated in, in trade rumors all the time and not being sure about their their uh, their stance with the team. So I do want to challenge Timmy. I mean, your notion has been the last two days now. You're very high on the Jazz. Can you give me like your top three reasons why? Um, I mean, I, I might I'm probably overstating how high I am on the Jazz. I think that they have always been like a great team towards the end of the year, the second half of the year, the past. Uh, two seasons they've been like right up there with uh, the top teams in the league they hit the Rockets two years in a row and and just couldn't compete with them but they haven't you know with Gobert with defensive player of the year there and then Donovan Mitchell stepping up um, they got a pretty good one-two combo right there and then just having like you know the other pieces that they need to build around that has always been I think more of the problem for them they've they've swapped in some guys here and there Jay Crowder um and then, you know, Ingles is a good player. But now that they're adding Mike Conley, I just feel like that's a, a piece that's going to be huge for them. And not just Conley, but they also picked up, um, who did they get? Boyan Bogdanovich? Yeah. Um, they, they overpaid for him. But, I mean, he is a solid stretch four that I think is going to fit perfectly in that lineup. Like, if you give me Conley, Mitchell, Ingles, Bogdanovich, and Gobert, that's that's pretty solid. I guess I think I'm. I think for me, I'm just lower on Mitchell than most people. Yeah, I I, lo- I love Mitchell. He's in my top ten favorite players. But I, I think we're pretty close, if not there, at his at his peak. Like I I think he took a yeah. step back this past year. Uh, I mean, he still got a little better, but not as big a step as well, as I would have liked to see. So why would you think that he's close to his peak if you already took a step back? It's a sophomore slump. It's a normal thing. Isn't he like 22? I think he's not as great a shooter as people make him out to be. And yeah, I agree. The Conley thing is big, uh, but I don't think it's going to make – it's not that big of a game changer. Um, I don't know. I, I guess that's why they have to play the games. But So if you guys had to – bet if utah would be top four in the east right now um let's west. just yeah sorry in the west and just base it on what you think is going to happen with the lakers and clippers would you bet that they are top four or after that regular season yeah sure yeah. i'll give them the top four. Oh, oh yeah they're, okay. they're gonna kill it in the regular season oh okay i mean if you kill it in the regular season like you get, got a decent but, chance of the playoffs but I, think, I think 2019 more than any other year showed fans how different the regular season and the playoffs are and so i mean at this point i don't even care about the regular season unless you're a team who hasn't made it in a while like orlando last year and so they went for that eighth seed but the playoffs is like 
it's completely. I I don't actually the playoffs has always been intense. It's really the regular season intensity has decreased greatly. Like people don't try, people don't like die for balls. They're not going hundred percent. Like it's so clear that they're just going through the motions of the eighty-two games. Good point. True. Yeah. All right. Um, we've gone through some of the biggest contracts, some of the biggest teams. We uh, this this podcast could be about two and a half hours long, but we're not going to do that. So um, let's go to why don't one of you guys give me your biggest? I mean, we have your one of your worst p- contracts that's be- that's on before, the board. Timmy, before we get to that, I mean, we have to talk about Kawhi Leonard, right? Well, yeah. Do we? He isn't signed. I mean, we don't know where he's going yet. And then so, by the time people so listen to this pod, people will know. Yeah, so you mentioned Lakers, Clippers, or Toronto. If he goes to any of those teams, are they instant contenders? Well, yeah. If the, if he goes, if he stays in Toronto, they're still probably the favorite in the East. Okay. Because they'll bring back the same team. If he goes to either the Lakers or Clippers, I I would say that they're definitely contenders. I don't know how strong of a contender they are, especially for the Lakers, because they need to fill in the other seven guys on the team. But um, I think the Clippers would still be a pretty decent contender too. Mark, what do you think? I agree. I think wherever Kawhi goes, he's a top three player in the league. Wherever he goes, he's going to be instant contender. I mean, that kind of goes with the territory, right? Gun to your head, Timmy. Where do you think Kawhi's going? He's going to L.A. for sure. You know, you know it. <laughs> he's going to the Lakers. Oh, really? Yeah. You don't think so? I, I thought you were making like a play on where it's like L.A. for sure, and then either lakers or clippers uh, uh yeah no i was i wasn't positive till i actually just said it um I, I i would guess lakers but i i have no idea does, does anybody know like who knows what Kawhi's thinking i'm surprised both of you are saying lakers or are you saying lakers as well I, I mean i know you're hoping for that albert but do you actually believe that's where he's going yes i do <sighs> i mean in my head i i would think that lakers would be number three on his list behind Toronto and the Clippers. But I mean, I'm not uncle Dennis and I'm not on his team. So I don't know. Kawhi is the biggest wild card. Like that I've ever, we've ever seen in the NBA in terms of like personality. Nobody has any idea really what he wants. Like, does he want his own team? Does he want to join a super team? Does he really care about California and in, in Southern California? Or does he, is he loyal to Toronto, who knows? Like nobody knows anything <laughs> about what he's thinking, which is incredible. He decided not to take meetings the first day of free agency when teams handed out billions of dollars and like it's legit, man. The the fate of these three teams we're talking about is pretty much determined by him. Like all three of those teams did basically nothing the first day of free agency and whoever doesn't <laughs> get him is if the Lakers don't get him, man, they they missed out on everybody literally. In uh, no in no universe if you're a star and it's between the Lakers or the Clippers, no star would choose the Clippers. I'm sorry. I mean, that's what people have said about the Knicks and the Nets for the last 40 years. But the Nets have only been in Brooklyn for, I don't know how many years, like five years. Yeah. That it was all the Knicks. The Lakers and the Clippers share the same arena. And I think it's the same. I think it's the same situation between the two teams. Well, let me, let me say this. Brother, if you're a brother. If you're a star, would you rather be a star on your own or would you rather be like a one of three? So, yeah. So what Kawhi accomplished this year was amazing because he was the only superstar on the only team. But I think if you look at the big picture, 
you have to you have to take to into account that he got very lucky that Clay and Kevin Durant got hurt. So if if uh, if he had lost to the Warriors, if we let's just all assume that the Warriors are healthy and he lo- he lost to them, like is he staying in Toronto at that point? Yeah, I, I think the problem is we're all trying to reason this and think about all the you know logical reasons and why we would do something. We don't know what Kawhi's doing. I don't I don't know what he cares about. <laughs> I I really don't think like Kawhi's like illogical. Like what has he done that's out of? The I don't blue? know. There's no there's no proof that he's either either of those. I think what has he, he done this out of the blue? Is that he decided that he didn't want to play for the Spurs, who are like the the model franchise for the league? I think he wasn't 100 percent in the right in that situation. Yeah. I mean, it all depends what, uh, how you feel about his injury, right? If he was really too injured to play. But I think bottom line, we just, we can't predict where he's going. And, uh, I think we should move on to some other teams where we know things have already happened. So I'll be, why don't you tell me in a a team that overpaid for a guy, because there's so much money going out there. And I just want to know who we do not like for one of their contracts. There's a lot of these. (laughs) I mean, the first ones that come to my head is Vucevic. Just one, just one. Okay, I would probably pick Harrison Barnes. Harrison oh. Barnes, Sacramento, four years, $85 million. You're still a Great little butt, butthurt over that guy, huh? That, guy's, um, that guy has gotten 25 a year now for like, it's it's incredible. It for like eight Last years. Seven years. Yeah. That's, what happens, that's what happens when you win a championship. I guess everybody believes that you're you're amazing. Um, Sacramento, I guess they, they believe he is a, a key piece to their, to their, you know, their, the, the team continuing to move in the right direction, but man, that is a lot of money. 20, $21 million a year. Funny, the funny thing with his, uh, public post today, so he posted a, a picture of him in a Sacramento Kings Jersey Missing? shooting and <laughs> yeah. And the ball looks like it's going to air ball. Like it's not even going to hit the rim. Like wow, oh, why, did, why did his publicist choose that picture? But that guy's I mean, awesome. props to him, uh, you know, keep getting them checks, right? All right, Mark, what about you? What's a bad contract? I'm gonna go with everyone the Knicks signed. Uh, I'll start with. Let's go with Taj Gibson. Taj Gibson got what, like two years, eighteen million or something? Two year, twenty mil. Yeah, that that started <laughs> all of the, they they handed out all of those contracts. They just all bad. <laughs> They handed out, I think, five or six contracts that are all two-year deals with uh, – it's one-year guaranteed, one-year options. So basically just making sure they have the deck cleared again next summer because they're going to have a ton of money and <laughs> did not get any, any money this year. But they're all like – all the guys they got are like eighth men. They got, yeah. like, they got like Wayne Ellington. They got Taj Gibson. They got um, Reggie Bullock. Like some guys that people are like, oh, we should get that guy as like our eighth guy or our third or fourth guy off the bench. And these are the guys that Knicks signed. I guess the only decent guy they got was Julius Randle, but they paid like how much did they pay for him? Three sixty-three. Three sixty-three for Julius Randle. Yeah. Do you guys think you know when the Taj Gibson news came down two for twenty? Do you guys think like ex players and big three was like, oh my gosh, I need to get in shape because I could get signed? Because <laughs> I bet there's some players yeah. like Stephen Jackson. He, I bet he's still more effective than Taj Gibson today. It doesn't like Jalen Rose always say that. Like, man, I can stand in the corner and shoot threes for that that kind of money. Yeah, just sit in the corner. Whew, those are definitely some bad. play for the Rockets. Yeah, poor Knicks, man. Those are bad deals. Um, but you know where you guys will never get a bad deal? Where? 
Um, our guy, Derek Shaw at Farmers Insurance, our biggest and um, you know our first sponsor that's been with us from the start, Derek Shaw at Farmers Insurance, uh, is always here to give us a great deal, a, a good quote on car insurance, auto insurance, home insurance. So make sure to give him a call and, uh, and get a quote. Make sure you are insured and your family is all set. His phone number is 214-729-6462. And if you mention Six Pennies Podcast to him as well, he'll be super excited and, and happy that you guys uh, like us. But he'll also give you a discount. Um, so that's that's the good news with um, with Farmers Insurance and Derek Shaw. Once again, his phone number is 214-729-6462. Thanks, D-Shaw, for being, be, being with us from the start. He gives us good deals, but some of these teams, man, they are not giving good deals. I, I think my my most surprising, like, I don't know, the number that jumped out to me the most that I just couldn't believe was the sign-in trade for Kemba to uh, to Charlotte, where Terry Rozier went for three years and $58 million. <laughs> Wait, I thought, what, what, what's wrong with my boy Terry, man? I thought he was going to get, like, like, three years and $34 million, not 58 that's like 19 million bucks a year. <laughs> yeah, it, it does look a little high. That is, I, I admit, yeah. That's like a, a lot high. Terry Rozier on his social media page just posted a a, a gif of him winking <laughs> <laughs> when that contract number came out. Like, Man, what? these guys are amazing. He's got a good got a good agent. That's probably that's probably it. Uh, Al, Albie, give me one more one more deal that you're interested in, good or bad. I mean, I have to talk about my hometown team, the Dallas Mavericks. Oh, uh, so we made, yeah, we made the move to trade Dennis Smith, DeAndre, and West last year for Porzingis and Tim Hardaway Jr. And you know, there was some uh, some fear that Chris Steps was not going to resign, but he did. He signed for a five-year, one fifty-eight, uh, obviously the max. But if he's healthy, uh, he's going to be a really good piece next to Luka Doncic. Um, is Tim Hardaway Jr. still under contract? He is. Okay, he wasn't a free agent. Yeah, he he was one of the bad, I think, 2016 contracts, but he's, he's got one more year on his on his deal. Um, I think I th- it's it seems like Kristaps at that money, if he is back to where he was last year, a year and a half ago, it sounds like that's well worth it. But pretty risky, man. Thirty two million dollars a year for Kristaps. For the next five years, for a seven foot three guy coming off a, a huge injury, are you worried at all? Like, how do you feel about the, fully, the risk? Yeah, I fully fully agree with you, but I think the Mavs are at a point where they have to take that risk. So yeah, they have to. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't I don't fault Cuban or Donnie Nelson for making that decision. It's 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 basically like uh, you know like do or die. If he doesn't work out, if he gets injured again, then obviously he'll set our franchise back a couple years, but. Um, you know, all of us are really high on Luca. He is only like 20. And so hopefully he can continue to prove and get that, you know, get in better shape and hopefully he can start recruiting. That is the downfall of Dirk. And, you know, you guys know how much I love Dirk Nowitzki, but even in his prime, he was just never good at attracting other players to come. So we hope Luca and his playing style and just sharing the ball will get, you know, get that get Dallas back on the map. All right. Uh, mock, I'll give you one more as well. And I, I'm going to predict, I'm going to go ahead and predict what you're going to say. Oh, I'm going to guess that you're going to go with your boy, Austin rivers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
like I said, minimum contract is not what it used to be, man. Uh, <laughs> granted, Rivers is another guy just like Wes Matthews. He definitely turned down more money elsewhere. And so I give him props. I just I, I can't believe that I'm happy he's on my team still. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's really it's a weird bizarre. World there. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's really weird, man. Like in my in my mind, the back of my mind, I still see him like, you know, mocking James Harden with like his little yeah you know chef move and I, I don't know I just can't get that burning image out of my I like how do you go from I guess I have to ask you how do you go from hating a player for years to to like him now I guess you, I guess you, you haven't don't. turned that page for CP3 yet uh, I mean I, I turned it a little you know the the page kind of like went halfway over and then keeps kind of falling back down um yeah yeah i don't know like i I guess they grow on you a little bit they they eat away at you a little by little uh i i don't think austin's ever ever getting that far for me because i mean cp hasn't gotten there either it's tough yeah gotta give him gotta give him props though for just taking less money like yeah hey it's impressive i i I probably wouldn't do it (laughs) so was that actually the guy you were gonna pick or did you have somebody else uh i was gonna say one more bad contract with uh rudy gay San Antonio oh, yeah. Spurs. Oh my gosh. Yeah, what's That's... going on, San Antonio? San Antonio's done finally. Wait, <sighs> they're they're really done. This is the only thing that they've done in free agency. They they signed Rudy Gay for two years, thirty two million dollars. Like who else? Who's going to pay him two years, twelve million dollars? Yeah, I was thinking two sixteen to fifteen maybe. It's crazy. This guy makes more. In one year than Looney does for his entire contract. Oh, let's not uh, talk about that. We're not, we're, not, we're not talking about that one. <laughs> I guess the Spurs are hoping, you know, everyone comes back healthy. They got DeJounte Murray that they were really high on. He had the ACL in preseason, and that's a big piece coming back. But I don't know. Is, is it enough to bring them over the top to, to talk about, you know, top four teams in the West? Probably not. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, all right, one, one last one for me. Um, I, I think I'm going to go with a, a tie between a couple guys I'm just interested in, which is, well, I guess it's two last ones then for me. I think Ricky Rubio is really interesting at, at three years, and how much did he end up getting? $51 million? Does that sound like it's way too much money for Ricky Rubio? I would much rather have Pat Beverly at three years and 40. Agreed. I think yeah. Rubio Rubio's just... It's the wrong era for him. When was the right era for him? Like 1995? Yeah, probably 93. He would have been really good. Uh, Yeah, the the young Jason Kidd era. Yeah. Yeah, when you didn't have to shoot. Yeah, exactly. The scores were in the 70s. Free agency is a crazy business. Any other guys that you guys want to talk about before we head out? Wait, what was your second guy? It was the two. It was Beverly and Ruby. This doesn't feel right for me. Beverly seems like he was a steal there. Yeah, he and he publicly said that he turned down a contract that was ten million dollars more from Sacramento. Oh really? Oh, I, I didn't see that. that. Wow. Man. So he wanted to run it back in LA. I'm I'm just happy he's getting paid, man. Uh, he is. Yeah, crazy backstory. You're right. I am happy for him. That's about it. We uh we we covered it all. We talked about everybody except the Warriors. I think we feel pretty good about ourselves. Uh, F the Warriors. 
<laughs> All right. Free agency season is truly the best time of year. Thank you guys for joining us. Make sure to check out our Instagram page like we talked about, Six Pennies Podcast. Give us a follow and check out the sweepstakes that we have going on. Just a couple more days before July 4th, and we gave a, give away $100 to Tasty Tales in Richardson, Texas. Uh, make sure to give, uh, give us a comment on Facebook, too, and let us know what some of your favorite and least favorite free agency signings were. And uh, remember to rate us on iTunes. And thank you for listening.